But I've found in recent years that I'm really passionate about creativity and about how people see themselves as creatives and the way that we get in our own way when it comes to creative endeavors, the stories that people tell us about ourselves that we believe, and then the stories that we tell ourselves. And there's no like wrong way to be creative. Running a retail business doesn't have to be so hard. Welcome to the Creative Shop Talk podcast, the go-to podcast for creative shop owners, studio owners, and independent retailers. I'm your host, Wendy Batten, retail business coach and mentor. Each week, I'll share simple, proven business strategies, inspiring stories from fellow retailers and advice from industry experts. Together, we're going to work to find the success you want from your retail business with more profits in your till and a little more joy in your life. Hey there, friends, and welcome to the Creative Shop Talk podcast. I'm your host, Wendy Batten, and today I'm just over the moon excited to introduce to you a guest that's going to just blow your socks off. (laughs) I don't know how to explain my friend and mentor, Marion Parsons, you may know her as Miss Mustard Seed, is joining us here today on the podcast. I have been asking podcast listeners for a while now inside my inner circle, in my free rockstar group, and on my webpage, what, you know, who do you want me to interview? Who do you want to hear on the podcast? And without a doubt, and over and over again, I kept hearing Marion's name. So we finally got our schedules together. We got, we were able to connect. We sat down. We had a conversation. And I'm so excited um, to, to introduce you to her if you are not familiar with her or uh, so you can hear her business journey if you are. So Marion has an incredible CV, if that's what we want to call it, of business skills and her, her she's going to share with us today her uh, her business journey again like many of my listeners and myself included it's almost like an accidental entrepreneur we just keep she just kept stepping into different things and following her heart and her dreams of her business and what she has grown in her business is just incredible so I've listed off. This is really a funny part. I've tried to do this intro so many times. This is really kind of funny. It's like take 420 because Marion's list of what she does now, not even like all the things she has done is incredible. She's a blogger. She's an artist. She's a painter. She's a product designer. Um, she creates original art and she's been featured in a million magazines and books. She created, um, the Miss Mustard Seeds milk paint line, uh, which was sold, you know, is still continued to be sold all over the world. I can't like there's just so many things. She is the host of the amazing podcast uh, called Creative Exponent and also does uh, business coaching with uh, within that group as well. She's the author of two books. I mean, it just goes on and on. Marion is one to follow if you are not following her already. And she does this all with such heart and grace and um just so just so well done. Marion does things so amazing. And I had the pleasure, I'm, I've had the pleasure of working with Marion intimately. I was on her business team for the Miss Mustard Seeds Milk Paint line for many years. We actually met in 2012. When I looked at that date, I was like, oh my goodness, we've been friends for, uh, since 2012. I was super intimidated to meet her. I literally 
literally like bumped into her at a blog conference. And I don't mean like casually, I mean like literally like bumped into her. <laughs> it was kind of funny. And, you know, she, I thought, you know, was on this, she was one of those bloggers I was following. And to be honest, Marion's just, she's just like all of us building a business and, uh, you know, doing it with passion and purpose. And she's just amazing. And I have run out of adjectives, I guess, to describe Marion. So I want to, I'm just going to share these really quick. We do have a great conversation, but we didn't have time to cover all of the questions and everything that everybody's been asking me. So Marion does so many things so beautifully, um, you know, and everything that she does, I feel, I feel like she's trying to inspire other people to do and to encourage them. Um, she's teaching people to be braver. And I, and I believe that in so many ways, because I've seen it in action, you know, with business in, you know, when we were running the paint line together, when we were, you know, just, we've had the opportunity to travel together. I've had the opportunity to travel to trade shows with Marion and conferences. And also we were, we've traveled to, I've traveled to Pennsylvania to her studio, her old studio where she used to live and her home and her family and meet everybody. And everything she does is amazing. I truly do. I truly mean that. And not to put her just totally on this pedestal, but watch how she runs her business and her life. It has been, uh, it's been a pleasure to, to, to be a, a friend and have her as a mentor. You know, we had the opportunity to travel together to uh, France and to Italy. We've traveled intimately, stayed together, taught workshops together. It's just been such a pleasure. So I'm going to just share three quick things and then we'll get to the interview, but three things, and we didn't have time to talk about them all during the podcast. And one of the first things is boundaries. Marion has taught me uh, in, in my business journey about boundaries and I, and she does this with grace. And we do talk about this a little bit in the podcast, but she gets a lot done and she does that with her boundaries and I try to emulate and learn from her in, in that way as well too. Another thing that I have learned over the years is to use my good stuff. I know that's a silly thing to say that I took away and I was trying to think of just three quick things I could share with you but in life and in business it can be beautiful and simple and Marion like uses I've used my china and my silver and I just try to surround myself with just simple pleasures and beautiful things. And it's just, it sounds really, really kind of like a funny thing to take away from a business, but it was, it's always a good reminder. And I don't know, it just makes my days easier. My day, my, I, when I'm getting a little overwhelmed or overcomplicating my life, I think, no, Wendy, just simplify and it can be beautiful and easy. And I learned that from Marion. And the last part, well, I learned a million things from Marion, but the third thing that I wanted to share with you guys that I really learned from Marion, and I know this is a long intro, guys, we're getting there, I promise. But the third thing I learned from Marion that I think is really important is to align yourself and your business with and surround yourself with people that have the same values as you, that do business with heart and soul. And we don't have to do all the crazy things. We don't have to follow the pack. We can do our own thing. And this is really an important piece of what I've learned from Marion over the years um, and how she runs her business. She looks at it from the CEO level, 
you know, from her from eyes, and we do touch about talk about this a little bit and touch on this in the podcast in our interview. But when when I say I learned this from her, I really want to um, remind everybody to think about surrounding yourself and aligning yourself with people that have the same values as you. We don't have to step out out of alignment, I guess, is what I want to share. So let's get to the podcast and our interview, our interview, uh, Marion and I, so it's Marion Parsons and I have a chat. It's a bit of a long one. I'm apologizing right now, but it's so worth it. Can't wait to hear your feedback. So hi, Marion. Hi! <laughs> so happy to have you here on the Creative Shop Talk podcast. I am super excited uh, to have you here. Um, I've introduced you and all your millions of things that you're doing, but I've had so many people ask me to have you on the podcast. So thank you for being here. I know your time is very valuable and you have a million things on the go. Um, I, can well, we start of course. Yeah. <laughs> can we start a little tiny bit um, talking about just want to share a little bit of your business journey. I know it's big and vast, so I was almost hesitant to ask you that, but um, you're just, it's so inspiring to see all the things that you're doing and all the sort of the journey that you've come on. And I just, can you share a little tiny bit about that? Yeah, well, I started my business in 2008 and it's a horrible time to start a business. If you can remember what was going on with the economy and everything horrible time to start a business. I had a four month old and a, an almost two year old. So again, horrible time to start a business <laughs> in life. I had no money to start a business and I also had no experience running a business. So if you're someone who's like, I have all these things stacked against me, I have no business starting a business, then you, you know, you're in good company with me where I, I totally get where you are. So I started a business really out of, um, it was almost out of desperation. We really needed to make some extra money. We were living on a very tight budget and, um, you know, growing kids, we needed more diapers now that we had two babies and all that stuff. And I, we were really feeling the stress of that, just living kind of check to check. So, painting murals seemed like a place where I could start that I didn't need a lot of money. Now, the funny thing about starting a mural business is I didn't, I also didn't have any art experience. It really was just, I think I could do this. And I painted a mural in my son's nursery. So therefore I think I can do this in other people's houses. It was so, if somebody came to me with that business plan, I would be like, bad plan. I had no idea that you had no art experience at that time because anyway, because of your art experience, that's hilarious. You're right. It's like, yeah, no. (laughs) I mean, other than just decorative painting for myself. Now I had studied independently, you know, and just painted for myself, but never went into other people's houses to paint. So it was totally, it was such a step of faith, such a gamble, such a, just, you know, one of those just ridiculous things that, that ended up working out. Okay. So I did, I did decorative painting and murals and I did that sort of moved me into buying and selling 
um, furniture. I refinished it, painted it, all of that. And about a year in, I felt like, you know what? I don't want to do murals all the time. I also don't want to feel like I have to do decorative painting on every piece that comes through. Sometimes I like a piece as it is, or I just want to paint it without any flourishes on it. So that's when I sort of rebranded my business as just, um, antiques, home decor, painting, that sort of thing. And that's when I started my blog and it just was kind of, it was this evolution. It was as, as most small businesses are, you kind of start out one way and it just went through this evolution of selling out of a local shop on consignment and then starting to sell on my own at local markets and kind of finding where my stuff sold best. And in the blog world, I was just compulsively sharing my journey and what I was working on. And it was at a time when blogging was very, you know, it was cute little, you know, your little housewives sharing what they're doing. It wasn't like this super serious business. And so there wasn't any pressure to make it anything special. It was just about sharing. And were you blogging before you were selling furniture? Cause you were selling furniture. Like you said it, like, I know it like luckets and you had like a little, little booth space there and you know you had your room and all that there was that which came first the blogging or the selling it actually happened right at the exact same time the same month that I did my first fair at Luckett's and this was not the Luckett's spring market it's called the old Luckett's fair and there was a little um a little section for antiques it's really a craft fair but it it had a section for antiques. Uh, the month that I sold there, I had just started my blog about two weeks prior. So I did bring business cards. And I was telling people to go check out my blog and I would be sharing furniture makeovers and stuff on the blog if they wanted to check it out. So yeah, I mean, I was totally flying by the seat of my pants. It was just... <laughs> Which a lot of so a lot of people a will be surprised to hear that because I don't because of where you've landed, but also that's that's the entrepreneur. What do we call it? Accidental entrepreneurs. We just keep yeah trying new things and yeah that's yeah. So sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but that's it's so interesting. Yeah. No, that's okay. So uh, yeah, and I had some really you know just really good breaks along the way. I think a huge thing is I had people who believed in me and. I took that seriously and I made sure that I lived up to their expectations. And I think that that I can see in the early years, people taking me under their wing, people taking a risk on me to sell my stuff in their store to buy, use me as a picker or furniture supplier for them. Uh, I can see how that it gave me confidence and it helped me to grow as a creative, as a designer, as an artist. And it, it just pushed me to be, to be better. So through a series of events, I ended up selling as a vendor at the Luckett store, which just look it up. It's just like, yeah. it's one of the dream places to be a lot of designers from the DC area shop there, super high rate of turnover when it comes to product. So it was a great, you know, great place to, to run a business out of. Plus I'm working with people who are so good at what they do. They're so talented and, business savvy. And so, man, I was just like, I'm just going to be a sponge while I'm here. <laughs> that's, that's so, so it's funny. I have a funny story. I don't know if I've ever told you this, but the first time I went to Luckett's when I came to visit you and stay with you and I stopped at Luckett's on my way, my friends and I brought, brought, and I always wanted to go. And this to me is what like a really good, amazing retail space like that is 
can do for you. I cried when I walked in there. I was like, really teared up because it does feel so good and you can tell it's so professional and it's, it's interesting. Like, I mean, I literally, I cried, I cried because it was so, I mean, I'd I'd seen pictures and it just lives up to, it's so cool. And that's so amazing that, you know, and again, that you felt so surrounded by other people doing like, what is it? Rising tide. Like, you know, everybody you're absorbing their information and being in such a great place. So how wonderful is that? Yeah, it, it was great. And then, so it was during that time, my blog started to really pick up and it became the the main part of my business. It was the main source of revenue. It was my main moneymaker. And I had to sit down and really make a, I talk about this a lot when I talk about business, about making numbers-based decisions, because when it's your business, it's so easy to be emotional about it. And, and I was very emotional about Luckett's. I loved being there. I loved uh, I mean, it was really a dream. I had been, I went to shop at Luckett's the first time, like it was in the very early years when it opened and I was like 21 or 22 years old. And I just remember loving the place even then. So being a vendor there was like such a, a dream experience, but I looked at my numbers and I had been spending about 75% of my time on shopping for pieces, redoing pieces, driving them down to Luckett, staging my space, all of that. And only about 30% of my revenue was coming from Luckett's. Now that was like profit, pure profit was coming. So not revenue, but profit was coming from Luckett's and retail. And the other 70% was coming from my blog opportunities and freelance writing and photography. So I had to shift gears and make it more about blogging. And that's when I really kind of went all in on the blog. And, and man, I we were just talking about this before we started recording that through, I'm even in that place now through so many steps of my business, I've had to step back and assess, okay, I'm doing too many things. How do I manage it? How do I decide what's going to be valuable? What, what I need to let go of? Cause when you have a business that's going well, you end up with a, you know, there's a lot of good things to choose from. So you've got to pick what are, what are going to be the best things when it comes to profit, when it comes to just fulfillment and filling your days with the things you want to be doing. So I've done that sort of all along the way, um, picking up various things and then putting other things down when, when it's time and not being afraid of change, not being afraid to continue to grow and evolve, which can be challenging when you've got a customer base or an audience base who uh, you get conflicting messages from all the time. They want you to do the same thing over and over and over again, but right. yet they also want you to be doing new things. And so want, yeah, you can't get complacent. So, yes. well, let's, let's talk about that. And part of your business journey was, so I've had the pleasure of working with you through a lot of this business yeah. journey. And part of that was in your, with creating the paint line and selling the paint. That was a big change when you stepped away from that. And I'm not trying to rush your, your journey, but it is just on that topic and like dissecting that a little bit, making big changes, right. And making big things that work. We have to, we have to honor what's working for us too. Right. Like, you know, I've made big changes as well too in business over the years. And it's, you know, it's hard. It's not always easy. That wasn't an easy decision. I know I was there with you as well, but 
Yeah, it, it was really hard to let it go because I loved the paint line. I loved the retailers. I loved the customers. Um, it was profitable. So it was really hard to let it go. And I think it, for a few years, I knew you really need to let this go because there are just other things that you want to be doing. You're kind of, you know, I got to the point with furniture. I still love working on furniture, but I've literally painted, refinished, upholstered, slip covered thousands of pieces of furniture. I didn't even count. And I don't know if I could go back and count them all. Um, you only saw a portion of them on the blog because I just didn't have time to share them all on the blog. So I got to the point where I'm like, I feel like I've, I've kind of conquered this area and I've done it a lot. And I feel like I'm doing it just because it's what I do now, not because I'm really loving it and passionate about it. It just got a little boring for me. And also just, you know, the practicality of it, hauling furniture, bending over it and painting all the time, like my back hurt all the time. <laughs> um, I just really needed it, needed to kind of shift shift gears. Well, and we can't do all the things all the time. That is something that yeah. I know, you know, you and I have talked about like just like if we want to do well at a like what what lights us up as we and make profit, you know, we have we do have to make those shifts of, of passion. I call it shifts of passion. But I'm like you, I tell everybody you have to listen, you have to put your CEO hat on and make decisions by numbers. Um, but it's not all just about numbers. Like you just said, the paint line was making money. It was profitable, but it was you know, time consuming, and it was going to have to make some bigger time commitments for you. And the same as painting furniture and lugging in and going and that being at Luckett's, all of those things we have to look at. They were great, right? <laughs> I mean, they were oh, all yeah. things and enjoyable at the time. But I think we do get, um, I think that's how businesses evolve and journeys evolve. Like, I don't yeah. Know. Well, especially as an individual, it's like I'm not a company, right? That, you know, is this engine and this you know, group of all these people who were putting their energy and ideas together. It was kind of just me. And, at, and there was just a point where I'm like, I love milk paint. I love painting furniture and all that. I don't want it that to be what I'm doing all the time. And I also just, uh, we moved, I didn't have the space anymore to be buying and selling furniture all the time. And so it was just time for a change and it, and it was hard to let go because that was kind of how I, that was the identity that I had built in my business and, uh, and in the, you know, so space of social media and the blog, people knew me as the furniture girl, as the, yeah. you know, the, the milk paint girl <laughs> and all that. And so it was hard to say, Hey, I'm, Hey guys, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm doing something different. And some readers and followers, you know, were good with that. And they're, they're just continuing to follow me on the journey and other people, you know, I still get comments that are like, you know, we want you to do furniture all the time. It's like, well, there are a lot of people who do furniture all the time. So yeah. And you don't you live know. here. So <laughs> I, live in this, exactly. I don't mean it that way, but you know, you still do share. So I think you've done amazing. I think it's an amazing, it's amazing watching you um, grow and 
not grow, but just move from one beautiful thing to another in your life, in your business, as your business evolves, you know, blogging all the way kind of consistently, but you know, now it's art. You've, you've taken everybody on a journey. You've inspired, I don't know how many people have bad art out like I do. I was going to bring mine in and show you, but oh yeah, you've inspired, you know, with your art lessons and your own art lessons. I mean, you just taught, you know, you, you evolved and I've seen, I've seen so many and I've got lots of friends who are trying it now. I think that is so amazing. That's part of an amazing, it must feel really good. I don't know if it does. <laughs> Maybe it's not well, good to see everybody's bad art everywhere either, but I'm just, I, you inspire creative. You have the podcast now you're doing a podcast all about creative, you know, do you yeah. share a little bit about the podcast? Maybe. Yeah. Well, I think my, so just to kind of speak yeah. on that, a lot of people will say like, you know, you got to pick a lane or gosh, you do so much, or what are you doing? You know, And I feel like the thread that ties it all together is first of all, it's like what I'm excited about at the time. But I think the the real thread that ties it all together is that I love encouraging and inspiring others. And so whether that's teaching them how to reef, and that's why the blog is great for me, teaching them how to refinish furniture, teaching them how to do upholstery, encouraging someone, Hey, you can make, make your own slipcover. Here's a really easy way to do it to, I started oil painting and here are the things that I was really nervous about. And if those are things you're nervous about too, like let's, let's work through those together and, and taking people on my journey. I think that that's sort of what is my strength. And so I feel like it doesn't matter what I'm teaching or writing about or sharing about as long as as I sort of stay in that lane, that's my lane is encouraging and inspiring. And it's going to be in a variety of things. It is. It's that, that is so, that is so true. Well, your first book, I don't know if it's your first book, but inspired you. Yeah, that was my first first book. book, Right. So, I mean, right there, (laughs) it goes back to what's the name of your book inspired you, you know, so it's, it's, you know, it's still, um, it, it, just sums it up because that's what you've been doing for so many people in so many areas, like, and in just, I think it's being creative and just everything, right? I mean, just going, yeah, being brave and, the, and you know, taking yes. chances. And I, I feel, I feel like you've helped my journey because it's all about me now. No, I'm just kidding. Yes. But my, <laughs> no, but it's like, I feel, and I know, I just know, knowing that, you know, the retailers that are listening and just being brave and trying new things. I mean, you've inspired me to do so many, <laughs> so many things. Like we could, we could have a whole hour long series on or a whole series on the things that you've inspired me to do, but to be and it's being brave and whether that's with art or paint or business <laughs> just all the different things so so it all does come together uh and I do see the thread there with you and you do it so beautifully um with all of yeah. that you do and yeah. the, the podcast is really an extension of that I've found in recent years that I'm just really passionate about creativity and about how people see themselves as creatives and the way that we get in our own way when it comes to creative endeavors, the way that we, you know, the stories that people tell us about ourselves that we believe, and then the stories that we tell ourselves. And so the podcast has really become, you know, a discussion all about that again, with the aim to just to encourage people to have them leave feeling just ready to go do something 
you know, fulfilling to them that's using their own creative gifts, whether that's in mathematics or in drawing or music or writing or photography, like what there's so many, uh-huh. there's no like wrong way to be creative. So I'll tell you, uh, and fun. several of my inner circle members, my retailer inner circle members have told me recently I, when I started asking them, you know, what we wanted that the two only two podcasts they listen to, I, I'm so flattered by this is like mine for the business, like for retail business stuff mm-hmm. and yours, because they're, they're creatives trying to run shops or, you know, they're, it, it's just a good, con- I was so flattered by that. I was like, Oh, well, that makes me so happy. But cause oh, they, yeah. you know, just, uh, just again, to con to, to just how you, I always want to say like, that podcast to me, when I listen to your, uh, uh, with Shauna, um, is Shauna Parker now, right? I always want to say Shauna West, but it's Shauna Parker. Parker. We need to change the intro. (laughs) I know. Right. So, well, and you know, and, 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 uh, I've asked Shauna to join me here on the podcast as well too, uh, soon, but both of you together are so encouraging to, um, again, just to do your own thing, I guess, and what lights you up and don't worry, worried about whatever everybody else is doing or what everybody else, the stories that they tell you is exactly what that, that to me is very freeing for a lot of entrepreneur type people, not just artists type, but when, because we say creative and it's almost like a broad word, like, what does that even mean? But creative with your merchandising, creative with how you serve people, creative with, you know, how you market, create, like just being creative and doing your, what feels good to you is really important. And I, 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 I applaud you for always inspiring, um, me to feel that way about like, just do it your own way, you know, with everything paint, like again, painting furniture and working, however we do it. One thing that, um, I get asked a lot about, uh, or I got asked a lot to ask you about. And one thing that I have asked you about in the past many times is how do you, you have so many things that you're doing, you know, we've talked about you're doing your art and blog and there's just your book. I mean, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. <laughs> I know forever, running when you had the paint line for, you know, just so many things. How do you, how do you stay on top of it all? And I know that you have some really great boundaries and I, I love how you do that and how you exemplify that. How do you stay on top of it all and not feel like the plates are all spinning all the time? Well, I think the important thing to say right off the get-go is I don't, I often it like whatever kind of overwhelm you're feeling or anyone else who runs a store, runs a creative business, or just like runs a house, or you're just like, you're just trying to run yourself. Um, and you feel like you have too many things going on and you can't do them all. Well, I I'm perpetually there perpetually in that place where I feel like I've a little too much, I've got to simplify things. And, um, I think the important thing is, is that I realized that, and I pretty regularly reassess what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And that's one reason why I ended up selling the milk paint line is I realized it. I just, I felt like I kind of had to, like, I was just stuck in it. And I went on a walk one day and I heard a podcast that wasn't at all about selling a business or anything, but what they were talking about just kind of like made me have this thought of, man, I've built something that is valuable and maybe it'll be valuable to someone else. And that's kind of where I, I came with the, came to the conclusion that I could sell the business, which I had never, you know, if I had strategically thought I could build a business to sell, I, I would have focused on that a little bit, (laughs) a little bit better. 
but yeah, I think I, I take stock of what's going on very regularly. I'll do like a creative retreat or just take an afternoon and um, I do a lot of just journaling and kind of, which sounds like very, you know, uppity, but I, I it's, it's very, it's not elegant. I just write down, do a brain dump and write, write down a lot of stuff, what I'm thinking. And I, and I look for patterns. What am I, what am I constantly struggling with? Okay. Then I need to deal with that. Maybe that's something I need to let go of. Um, I look at the numbers and I make those numbers based decisions. And I also look at what am I running to all the time? What am, and that's what I found with art. It started as a hobby and it's become this like, this like monster you, of a you passion. You ran right into that. <laughs> I collect vintage art supplies. I am just like fanatical about art books. Yeah. I, you know, it's really funny. I want to paint all the time. It's like my reward. It's that I, I really, really enjoy it and drawing and studying and taking art classes. And so I'm just like, well, if this is going to take up this much of my time, I need to find a way to incorporate it into my business. And so, yeah, I, I mean, I don't do it all well. I sometimes when I'm doing really great in business, then I'm like, you know, eating <laughs> in a way that's not, I don't, I don't want to say it. And then, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to say like I eat, eat garbage, but I don't, yeah. I don't pay attention to what I'm eating. I don't, you know, I don't exercise or then there are times when I'm like really great about preparing great meals and eating really well and tracking my calories and getting my 10,000 steps and all of that. And then my business is a little bit slower. So it's, it's all, you can't, you can't do it all. You can't. So you just, you have to kind of, um, it goes through seasons. It goes through cycles. There are times when I manage it all really, really well. And then other times when I don't, I, I think the other thing that that's been really important for me is I treat it as my business. And that can sometimes be hard when your business is, you know, sitting down at a computer and editing photos, or it's sitting down, writing a blog post, or it's in my studio looking like I'm just doodling or reading a book or playing with paint, but, but it's a part of my job. And so I say that to my boys a lot, actually, when they interrupt me, when I'm working, I'm like, I know this doesn't look like a job, but this I'm doing my job right now. And I need you to respect that and, and let me have that quiet time to work. So I'm pretty protective about it. And I treat things like posting on social media and writing on my blog and taking pictures and all of that as a part of my job. So I'm, that's why I'm pretty consistent and disciplined about doing it, even when I maybe don't feel like doing it or it's crunch time or whatever. Um, I, I treat it as my job and I take it seriously. Yeah. Well, definitely you take it seriously. So. I do. I, I was like, I, I know how you work, but so a couple of things uh, that I've noticed that you might not, I mean, that I'm sure, you know, you do, but that I have taken away if, and if I can share these because yeah. It is, um, you have set boundaries. You're very good at, um, and I don't, again, I don't know, this, this has really been helpful for me and I pass it along all the time, but even just answering email at certain times of the day or blogging at certain times, not, I'm like, not going to be, you know, like I used to send you a lot of emails and I knew like, if I didn't get an answer back today, I knew like, nope, Marion does her emails for, you know, that type of business at this time, you know, I'll get an answer. I, I, you always answer, but it's very 
boundary driven. And I yeah. always respected that. I always thought that was so amazing. It didn't have to be an instantaneous reply to somebody's DM or text or email. So I love that boundary that you put in. I, in, I have that all that I use that as well too. Um, I do email like once a day now. That's yeah. it. I can't do it all day long or it's forever going to be somebody else's crisis is going to run my day or somebody else's yes. you know, catastrophe um, or problems or whatever. The other thing, um, and you had touched on this just a little bit, but another thing that um, I have found personally super helpful, you did go when you first started this little inkling and I was part of that when you got that podcast, like, oh, <laughs> that little inkling of what do you know and you were really conflicted and as we all get like we all get to these like what direction am i doing is my business going in where are we headed what you know what do i want fresh and new right because we want fresh and new to keep it fresh and you uh went away for a few days you call it your uh creative retreat mm-hmm. and you if, <laughs> i'm totally throwing you under the bus here <laughs> like you have you created this um amazing document and I'm going to totally share it with my listeners if that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, you created this amazing document that um, really just sort of helps walk through the questions. So when you went away by yourself and you just told me you're finally going to get to do it again after all the yes. not being able to travel for a while, but you're going to go again and do it. And again, sort of touching on that journaling and thinking about and looking at the numbers and what do I really want from my business? Because we all want different things and success is different for all of us, whether that, you know, whatever that looks like that um, you call it the, the creative, what do you call it? What is it called? The creative journal? Uh, you know what? I don't know what it, yeah. I don't yeah. Know. It's, I will share it. We'll share it. As Personal creative retreat. Something. Yeah, it is so good. <laughs> and again, you're probably like, I'm just throwing it to the best, but it was so helpful even for like, I've, I've used that several times. Um, I still use it. That, yeah. That's why I shared it is because this, those were the questions I was habitually asking myself, not always all at once, because all at once can be kind of overwhelming, but those were the things I was asking myself pretty regularly. Yeah. And, um, and even adding new ones in over the years of, but man, yeah, I went on that creative retreat and it was, and it wasn't anything big. It was, it you was came just, back on fire. I did I remember that you came back with a plan, man. I really did. That was my first one ever. Very that was not like, cause there's such a difference in going, going to a blog conference or going to a, you know, some kind of creative conference or business conference. Those are great. And they serve a purpose. They serve a lot of purposes, but it's so different to go somewhere, preferably by yourself or with someone who will give you like hours and hours where you can go be by yourself. Um, And that's why I traveled with a friend. She needed some time away. So we were able to to travel together and rent a car together and split the cost of a hotel room. But then during the day we were completely our separate ways. And then we would meet up for dinner, but I listened to podcasts. I read books. I walked by the ocean. I did sketches, I did paintings. I sat down and, you know, asked myself a lot of those questions and I, and I worked on answering them and yeah. And I came back and also I, I just, I was off social media. I was off email. I was, just checked out and I really did. I I came back. Oh, just you were like, on fire when you came back and it, it yeah. was exciting. It was exciting to see you come back like from that. Yeah, it was good. So I would encourage anybody like however you can do it, even if it's, even if it's in just a local hotel, I would, I would really encourage you to get out of your space though and get away a little bit just so 
you don't uh, getting away from your daily routine is really key and getting to a place where like your time is completely your own. You're not, Oh, I've got to stop now and go pick up the kids or, you know, whatever. Yeah. It was really great. I know. Uh, I know it was super helpful just in, I mean, deciding. So for me, even just what I want to do, what you want from your business. And and again, I'll share that link and I could talk about that for hours with you. And I know we've been talking for a long time and I'm so sorry. I promised you it wouldn't be this long. Oh, that's value okay. your time. I'm, I'm a talker. That always I know, happens well, to me. We're not a good team because you and I talk. <laughs> so we, this is our four, fourth hour of the podcast. Yes. <laughs> so now, so, no, <laughs> here's we, a, here's yeah. an intermission for yeah. you. And then we'll be <laughs> here's, back. A, here's an intermission. I will have to have you back on because I have a million other questions. I'm laughing because I'm like, thinking like, Oh, I have all these other things, but I do want to honor you. Do you have any like quick, quick fire questions that we can answer real quick? Well, you know what? They're all pretty deep questions, but I do want to ask you, somebody did ask me how, uh, this is totally not, um, it could be retail related in a way for retailers. Um, writing your book, is that like a really big, uh, undertaking? And I know it is, I know it is, but is it really scary to write a book or do you just start? That was a question somebody um, said. Like, I so I've had two different experiences. My first experience writing a book involved a lot. Like literally, when I got the contract, Jeff had to take me for a drive because I was crying so hard about it. And it wasn't like happy tears. It was like tears of absolute terror because oh, wow. Because I yeah. just wasn't sure if I was going to be able to do it. I was scared of success. I was scared of failure. I was like scared of everything, the process. I was really intimidated by it. Um and writing the book, writing that book was hard. It was, I mean, it, it all came together. It all came out of me, but it was just hard. It it was, I, I felt like I just didn't, I just, I wasn't at home in that process. It was hard for me. So when the book was done, it was like going through like really difficult labor and being like, I don't think I'm ever going to have a child again. (laughs) This one's enough for me. So that's why I didn't write a book for a long time because I just felt like that was that was just enough for me. It was a good experience. I was really happy with how the book did all of that, but I, I just didn't think I was, I was ready for it. But then I started a few years ago, I started feeling like, you know, I, I have another book in me. I think I have several books in me and I'm, I've learned so much more from writing regularly on my blog. I think my writing has improved immensely. I mean, I've been writing almost every day for 12 years. So Um, And most of my blog posts are like a thousand to 3000 words. So I'm essentially writing a book every, you know, every few weeks, there's, there's another book. So, um, so I just had a lot more experience under my belt. I had more confidence about what I wanted the process to be like and what I didn't. And so when I signed on to write this book, it was a long process, the proposal. And I interviewed with, I had several publishers interested in the book, which was exciting and all of that. And when it was picked up and and I signed a contract, it was not scary at all. It was super exciting. I was really ready to dive in. I already had like three or four chapters done. Uh, And I, instead of this, like, okay, I've got to finish it as soon as possible. It was, I'm going to write a thousand, about a thousand words a day. And I just kind of, it, it was one of the easiest, huge projects I've ever done because it was done with such 
Um, it was just easy. It was fun. I loved it. There'd be times I was like giddy about it. Cause I just loved what I was writing. I loved how the pictures turned out. I enjoyed the styling process. I got to shoot a couple of local homes and that was really fun to include. Um, so the hardest part of that book has been now waiting for it to come out. It doesn't come out till September. And now it's like, man, is it, was I like delusional? Is it really as good as I felt like it is or, or what, you know, and, and it's scary to offer what you think is the best you have to offer the best work you've ever done and to not know how it's going to do. But I'm, I'm just really excited for it to get in people's hands because it felt, it felt really good working on it. And, um, so hopefully people, people yeah. will love it, but yeah, it is, it is a scary process. And, um, but I think it's, it's very akin to opening a store or being a vendor at a first for the first time at a market. It's, it's terrifying and exciting, but you learn a lot and then you, you know what you want to do the next time or, you know, say, it's, yeah. everything's scary at first, isn't it? It's all, it's all scary. We're all brave souls here trying new yes. things. And you know, that's <laughs> yes. just the way it is, right? We just, if you're still listening, you're a brave soul because you're trying new things and you're an entrepreneur and that's just the nature of our yeah. business. Yeah. It was fun watching you create the book. I ordered my book and then I was like, realized it said September 7th, I think is that that's in Canada. I don't know if that's when it that is September yeah. 7th is the yeah, release. It said the release I, date. Yeah. Yeah. Usually the books ship a little earlier, not always, but I've experienced when I've pre-ordered like on Amazon or something, I'll get it a few days before it actually. Well, hopefully you'll get it sooner than anybody else. I will. I should be getting a copy. Yeah. Yeah, I should be getting a copy right from the printer. So I have one that I can share and talk. So we should mention that's called Feels Like Home, right? That's the name of the book. It is. Yes. It's called Feels Like Home. You can... You know, if you beautiful. look yeah. on my site and look under books, you'll see it. You can search it on Amazon. There are several books with the name Feels Like Home. So you just have to find the one by Marion Parsons. But... With the beautiful cover on it. I fell in love with yes. the cover. I was like, the cover alone has sold me. Well, I mean, of course I'd buy it, but it's, you know, it's, it, I'm excited to get it. I can't wait. And truthfully, I got to see, I knew you were writing your book a long time before you had made it an, yes. uh, official. And I, I knew what you were writing about and a lot that was going into the book. So it was kind of exciting to be fun to see part of that process that you were doing. So I know how hard you worked on that for a long time too. So. Yeah. And it was hard work just because I'm saying it was yeah. easy. doesn't mean it wasn't hard work. It, yeah. it was a lot of work, but with my first book, I, I really had trouble juggling family, the book. Um, yeah. I had other vendors populate my space at Luckett's cause I was having a really hard time doing both. And yeah, it was, it was just a hard process. Whereas this one, I, I found it, you know, I was really able to kind of fit it in and just, and, and make it all work. And it was just, um, I really enjoyed it. It's kind of, I hope, so if I do another book, I'm afraid this one has kind of ruined me. Well, you'll have to be as excited about the next book. Because it was just so good. It was so easy. And, and I ended up, overwriting, you know, you're given kind of a word count goal of, I think my word count goal is like 40,000. And I ended up overshooting it by a lot, by like (laughs) thousands of words, um, because it it just was such a enjoyable process, but anyway, yeah. What's next for you then? What's next for Marion? 
person? Well, I'm still working on, so the birth of a book is a good, you know, it's a year and a half process or so of from when you start working on it to when it actually comes out, it's going to be almost two years, not quite. And so I'm still working on things for the book. I wrote a bonus chapter. That's a renter's guide. feels like home renter's guide for people. Mm -hmm. So we can speak directly to those who don't own their homes and are limited as to what they can do. Um, So I've written that bonus chapter for people who pre-order and working on marketing for the book and all of that. So, so I'm still very much working on the book. I'm still working on the blog and always looking for ways I can, you know, just continue to grow. I've been writing, I've like 3,600 blog posts. I've been writing for over 12 years on it. So always thinking about what, what should I share next? That's kind of another thing that's just always going on. And then my artwork, trying to figure out really where that fits in. I'm getting so much more interest in it from, um, commercial clients who are picking up pieces and selling them, licensing them. And, people who are asking me to create custom pieces for them. Uh, so, and the art sales sell out really fast. So I really can't paint fast enough to, you know, to, to meet the demand. So I, I, that's, I need to, I was just telling you, I need to do another creative retreat so I can kind of figure out what's the next thing and how does this all fit together. Um, but that's we'll what I'm always all, we'll doing. We'll all be there watching. So we'll <laughs> right. all be there watching, cheering you on, getting inspired by you as we always do. So thank you so much, Marion, for being here. I truly appreciate you and our friendship and your time for being here on the podcast with me. Oh, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Wendy. Thanks. Good to chat with you. You too. Thanks. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Creative Shop Talk podcast. I'm so glad that you're here to join us this week, and I hope you found value in what we're sharing here. I want to remind you that our website has all of the show notes. You can find it at wendybatten.com slash podcast. Everything that you need to hear about today's podcast is there. Also an opportunity if you need to reach out to me. If I can support you in any way whatsoever, please feel free to reach out. Make sure you join our Rockstar Creatives Facebook group. We will continue the conversation over there weekly. So thanks for joining us. Please leave a review, subscribe if you can, and never miss an episode. We hope to see you back here again next week. Thanks, my friend. Have a great week.